Hey y'all, it's your host Austin Miller, and a quick bit of housekeeping here. Like an idiot, I forgot to turn on the microphone or switch over the recording to the microphone, so it recorded through the laptop's microphone for the first half of the show. So you'll notice a great increase in quality on the back half of the show once I click the microphone on. Totally listenable throughout the whole episode. Sounds fine. You wouldn't know it's not a professional microphone until I switch it on, and then you're like, oh yeah, this actually does sound a lot better. So just bear with us, uh, enjoy it, and let's get into it. Hello all, welcome to another episode of Strange as Fiction. I'm your host, Austin Miller, and I'm joined tonight by Lara Miller. Heya! Lara, catch us up on the week. What have you been watching? What have you been listening to? What stories have you been following? Um, so I am kind of shocked, like, when I looked back. I have not watched hardly anything. Last night I did start Pamela because like I know last week I was like no that's not what's Pamela uh the story of Pamela Anderson on Netflix is it called Pamela you're the one who's watched it (laughs) anyways about Pamela Anderson um just barely started that but that is all I've watched which is kind of incredible um now as far as Austin will not give me the like when I see say I've read a book he says no 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 you've listened to a book. Sorry, I do Audible. Sorry, I don't have time to sit down and enjoy a book. But I just finished a book called An Honest Lie by Taryn Fisher, and it was a good one. It was a, a thriller. Kept me on the Is edge. Is that of my one seat. of those uh, spicy middle-aged women novels, or what? What, what is it about? Um. Yeah. Not so much like it's not. It wasn't smutty or anything like that. It's more of a surprised. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's more of a thriller, if you will. Um, like a Gone Girl kind of, type of yeah. Thing? Right. yeah. That's cool. No, I, I respect Audible. I'm a huge Audible fan myself, even though I just pause my membership because I've got like a huge backlog I need to catch up on. But no, I just don't think you can say you've read a book. If you listen to it, but you know, it's still respectable. And Excuse me, I've got my master's. Oh my gosh! You can't say that you've hey, read no, a book. I mean, come on, I'm listening to Harry Potter right now on audiobook, so nothing to brag about here. I I listen to Harry Potter books every year. They're just like my comfort food, but then I mix them mix in between with a bunch of other books. I've been listening to these Sherlock Holmes series on Audible that I really like. Um, I just find that there's some books certain types of books that I have to actually physically read or I I can't like keep up with the characters. A lot of those like fantasy books. A bunch of friends recommended me Brandon Sanderson. He's like the number one fantasy author of our time and he's got a bunch of stories like Mistborn and whatnot. Anyways, I, if I start listening to him he's got like a ton of characters, a ton of detail. I'll get distracted by something and then I'll try and like, oh, be like, oh wait, what happened? And I completely lost him. So it has to be a very specific type of book I listened to on audio okay I noticed this today about me because I was actually reading a book and it could be the book I was reading but I I don't know how you do this like Austin can be reading a book and have a show going and all of these things distracting him won't even face him 
Whereas as when I was reading today, I noticed my mind would be drifting off somewhere else and like all of the noise behind me, like it just did not, I pay attention more to an audiobook because I am fully listening to it <laughs> instead of everything around me. Yeah. No respect. I, don't I know how you do that. I prefer a little bit, but I don't know, like the background noise. Like I love like a good soccer game in the background, and you just get this calming English voice in the background, the fans singing, and then whenever excitement happens, like I can tell it in the announcer's voice, and I'll look up. Yep, there's a goal. Nope, there's not. Okay, look back down. So that's just kind of how I operate. But in terms of shows, honestly, like there hasn't. I haven't been watching a lot this week. I. Did watch most of. I haven't finished it yet, but this Scorsese movie called After Hours. I saw it on some TikTokers list of like, you know, underrated movies or whatever. Like, um, anyways, it was After Hours was on there, and I started watching it. it. Honestly, I could. Oh, the one person I recognized was Chong from like Cheech and Chong, um, or was it Cheech? I don't know. I don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> but um, anyways, it's like one of those like. 70s 80s movies and i think cheech and chong would be offended right now yeah well (laughs) (laughs) good thing they're listening right now of course um (laughs) no but it's good um i gotta finish it it's it's like a surrealist movie so it's like most movies you don't know what's real what's he what is he imagining is there symbolism there anyways it's kind of a trippy movie but i'm enjoying it um but yeah i mean in terms of this week we do have quite a few shows to talk about, which I'm excited. And then we do have some news to talk through. About three-ish stories to talk through. And then three or four shows to you know that are dropping new on streaming services. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So with the industry news, we've got the internet going crazy over the fact that the tidiness queen, Marie Kondo herself, has given up on being tidy. For those of you who don't know, Marie Kondo, I have her book actually, um, is like, she is the queen of organization, keeping your house clean, and she's made an entire living and career off. She's got a Netflix show. Um, And let me read what fastcompany.com says about this. At first, it looked like Marie Kondo had deeply undermined one of the most successful personal brand stories of the past decade. According to a Washington Post article, the author, Netflix star, business owner, and all-around maven of life-affirming tidiness conceded in an online discussion with members of the media to promote her latest book that since giving birth to her third child, she had, quote, kind of given up on keeping her own home tidy. So what people are freaking out about and the whole internet is freaking out about is that her entire brand has been built on perfectly uh, kept home. She's Japanese. It's just like, you know, like, have a very orderly society, very clean, minimalistic, and she brought this like enthusiasm and in, in like in her book that I have, she like details like the whole philosophy behind it. She has a kid, a couple kids, and all of a sudden she's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, that's probably actually not possible," and I'm kind of giving up on this. This is very validating to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate this one thousand percent because when her show came out on Netflix, I was like, "Okay, Laura, let's do this," and like pick up the item and be like does this give me joy and that lasted about that's right that was her whole thing like uh-huh. you have to ask does this thing give me joy and yeah. if it doesn't then you throw it out so and i'm glad she's coming to the realization that that's not realistic and when you have children and i appreciate her like she, she didn't have to come out and say like hey guys 
I'm failing at this tidying up thing. Drop the ball. It's not for me after three kids. Like, she didn't have to come out and say that, but she did. So thank you, Marie, for making me feel better about my life. Well, yeah, and I I think what's interesting is the article talks about how this has made her more approachable, kind of like what you're saying. You're like, thank you. This is affirming. Well, it's kind of like crazy that these – this seems like a template, like, for branding and whatever. She has a book coming out, and it's kind of going the opposite direction of what she did, which was, like, perfectly tidy. Now she's kind of got this new philosophy. It's based off some, like, Japanese philosophies. Anyways. Uh, Her PR and marketing are on point. And it reminds me of Martha Stewart, like, when she went to jail, and all of a sudden everyone was like, oh, we love you even more, Martha. You're so much... hanging out with You're so real. Yeah, you're approachable. (laughs) And I feel like this happens over and over, and, like, influencers do it, too, where they're like... Okay, by the way, I had Botox. Or by the way, I, you Okay, know. speaking of Martha Stewart, yes. I know I'm totally going off the record here. Go but off the record. Go off, Queen. She <laughs> is claiming that she has not had a facelift or work done. And girlfriend looks like she's 30. Like, just as recently. Like, her face looks completely different. And she definitely has, so. How do you know she didn't do, like some lotions that are really powerful no no lotions can do what has been done to her oh, face man. anyways check it out people yeah, yeah. <laughs> drop us a, a pick lara um okay so next item of news is man on the run new paul mccartney documentary with never before seen footage per official intel the film will focus on the period of mccartney's life after the breakup of the beatles and feature never-before-seen archive material and new interviews. It will begin as the rocker navigates the aftermath of the breakup, his life with the beloved wife, Linda McCartney, and the epic creative surge that followed. Man on the Run will serve as a definitive document of Paul's emergence from the dissolution of the world's biggest band and his triumphant creation of a second decade of musical milestones, a brilliant and prolific stretch, via HollywoodReporter.com. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, Paul McCartney, obviously, lead singer for the Beatles. What? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> uh, who knows? I might have some Gen Zers listening that don't even know who the Beatles are. So, um, But Man on the Run is a play on his song, Band on the Run. and we sing that for us? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, like, you know, there's a lot that happened in the Beatles. Classic, you know, classic rock band story, right? Like, there's a tight band. They're traveling all over. Complete world domination and then like a girlfriend comes in the picture like yoko ono john lennon gets assassinated and, you know one thing after another go ahead keep going <laughs> you got two seconds before we get striked for copyright and go okay <laughs> um anyways uh so this is kind of his life after the fallout the breakup of the band and they just did like disney plus just did like a really awesome documentary on the beatles and released, I think, never seen for footage as well. But this one kind of is f- focused completely on him. And it's done by the same guy who did Roadrunner, which is the Bourdain documentary. We watched that together. As emotional. well as the Mr. Rogers documentary. Have you seen that? No, I really... I, I'm glad you brought that up. I'd like to see that. It's called Won't You Be kind My Neighbor. I forgot about that. Yeah. I've never seen that one, but... I I'll, heard good things about it. Yeah, same. And the Bourdain one was awesome, so... I don't know. What, what do you think? Are you are you into this? I know, I'm not sure you're like a huge Beatles fan, but... Oh, I am. Okay. Yeah. It was our wedding. Well, my mom and I's 
like dance song for the wedding was so not cool. ours not your, ours yours and your mom <laughs> but it's part of our wedding i'm sure yes okay, so. no i love the beatles um i feel like they're so iconic that how can you not love the beatles um yeah i'd totally be into watching this yeah i i think so too because all the stories we get are mostly focused on the band and kind of cool to get something just focused on paul himself so um last bit of news michael jackson movie under fire the director of leaving neverland the documentary that chronicled two accusers sexual abuse claims against michael jackson is criticizing a planned biopic about the late about the late singer in a guest column for the guardian published sunday dan reed criticized the decision to a biopic about the music icon questioning why quote no one is talking about canceling this movie which will glorify a man who raped children it seemed that the press, his fans, and the vast older demographic who grew up loving Jackson are willing to set aside his unhealthy relationship with children and just go along with the music, Reed wrote via HollywoodReporter.com. So, obviously, you know, a bit of heavier news here, but Michael Jackson movie is coming out. I think Michael Jackson's, like, son or family member is, like, playing him. People are excited about the movie, but it seems like the movie's going to kind of just pretend um, some of these stories didn't happen and the guy who made the documentary about all the accusations and stuff is kind of, you know, ticked off because he's like, okay, so we're just going to pretend that this huge, momentous, glaring thing never happened and we're just going to celebrate all of the good stuff and not even talk about this other stuff. So he's kind of irate about it. What do you think? Um, It's hard for me because I hate cancel culture. Um, But I hate child abuse even more so i feel like we should appreciate like because he has done so much for the music industry i mean we grew up like jackson five all the things you grew up with jackson five <laughs> listening to them <laughs> abc yeah, yeah totally a little, totally a little before your time sorry i was 86 bro oh, yeah. um and i but i also i mean maybe they can mention at the end what had happened? I don't know. I I don't know. This is I tricky. No, I think I think you're. I mean, everyone has the right to like listen or not listen. I mean, it, I think if we only consumed the things about from the people that we agreed about everything, yeah, we, there would be nothing to watch. No, for um, sure. So in terms of like listening to his music, enjoying it, I think that's personally I'm fine with it. But in terms of a movie, if you're doing a biopic, a biopic, however you say. It, uh, you have to, in in my opinion, you have to include the totality, right? Like that's yeah. the whole point of those is the good, the bad, the ugly. yeah, to show the this is who this person is, and that's part of their story. So that needs to be part of it. Now, if you were just doing a movie on, just for example, this Paul McCartney thing, where it's like, oh, we're gonna look at a specific segment of his life, a specific storyline. That's another thing. So if you wanted to just chronicle his childhood and how he became a star that's that's fine leave whatever you want because that's a very specific storyline but if you're doing a, a biopic and you're trying to cover his life and show who he was well then i think it is kind of wrong to leave out any any major storylines like this so agreed that's where i stand so let's move on to some uh, <laughs> some lighter stuff here with the weekly releases starting with monday the 6th running through sunday the 12th we got three four shows here to, to go through so um 
We have Harley Quinn, a very problematic Valentine's Day special, dropping on HBO Max Thursday. As Harley goes to obsessive lengths to ensure that her first Valentine's Day with Ivy is the best ever, Bane's efforts to impress an unexpected date go horribly awry. Meanwhile, after an unfortunate online dating encounter, Clayface engages in some self-love. I don't know what self-love means. I'm hoping they're meaning self-care. <laughs> but, uh... Maybe it means, like, they look in the mirror and they're like, you are beautiful. Yes, yes. Like, very, like, affirmate, positive affirmations. Yes, positive affirmations. So, which, by the way, if you guys haven't heard it, if there's any parents listening with young kids, Snoop Dogg. Great. This is great stuff. Yeah, he's got a, kind of like a kid-friendly album that's all about positive affirmations. So, parents, you get a little bit of the, the rap. If you're sick of listening yeah. to Kids Bop or Coco Melon, hit up Snoop Dogg. He's got some sick beats about kids and positive affirmations. All about building them up. Yeah, I love it. So uh, part of the reason I bring this up, because like, I don't think this you know, is really like strike down for probably the most people who are listening here is a cartoon on HBO Max about Harley Quinn. But, it's a cartoon? Yeah, it's a cartoon. Uh-huh. But the show has gotten like tons of love and like critical... Like, it's a kind of a critical darling. It's the the girl who voices Harley Quinn, which, if you don't know who Harley Quinn is, she's the girl with pigtails in all the Batman movies. It's played by Margot Robbie. Um, very popular character in, the, in, like, comic books. And I think our daughter loves her for some reason. I don't know why. She's never even seen the movie, but... Um, scares me. <laughs> she is Joker's girlfriend, and... But in this, she's Ivy's girlfriend, so a little twist there. But... but the girl who voices her is Kaylee Kuko, who is in Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. the main girl yeah. from that. Yeah. So, and it gets lots of accolades and stuff. So, like, I don't know if you, if you're into that kind of stuff, check it out. But if you if you don't enjoy comic books or you know kind of animated stuff, then probably skip this one. But I always like like holiday specials. I don't know. You'll be yeah. enjoying this. I'll be enjoying it we'll by see. yourself. I don't yep. know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, and this one is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean on you to carry us through this one because I know absolutely nothing about the show, but it's called You, and it's dropping on Netflix Thursday. This is, I believe, the fourth season. But I'm not gonna lie; I'm kind of shocked that there, like, there's another season of this. I, I've watched. Oh, don't all, spoiler! I'm just saying. But did it I've end on like a three. crazy note or something that like? Why? Why would you be shocked? I at a, well, like the other ones ended, and it's been a minute since I've watched it. But the other ones ended on, like, you knew there was going to be another movie coming mm-hmm. up. I guess I didn't realize that for sure there was going to be another movie coming out of this. And, like, what, it, like, he's going to kill another person? Like, what's going to happen? Like, are we just reliving the same story in a different city? Well, I'll read through this and then you let us know because, like, how this fits into the big picture. Um this is via Observer.com. The guilty pleasure phenomenon is back, now with a new location, a new alias for Penn Badgley's serial killer, and a newish obsession. The first part of You, Season 4, sees Joe in London free from his past life stateside, masquerading as a literature professor and rubbing elbows with some of the UK's elite. Tati Gabrielle returns as Marianne, though it's unclear how she'll turn up after having narrowly escaped joe and his dearly departed only five episodes are being released in this part one batch so you're sure to be left with plenty of questions cliffhangers and nail biters so how does this fit in like is this a completely new storyline it seems like some characters coming back like what what are we looking at here and um, maybe give us a summary of like what even those shows about because a lot of us don't even know what 
show. I think about. just you don't know what you is about. Oh, because I'm sure someone listening is, doesn't know what it's about. Um, so basically, this guy becomes obsessed with like these women, one woman at a time. Very handsome guy. Don't, it's not just some creepy oh, killer. Oh, Joe, so. as you like. You're like, oh, he's a serial killer, but he's so sweet and yeah. good looking. It's yeah. so, so weird how the mind works. Um, anyways, so becomes obsessed, but then like he literally becomes so obsessed with them and then somehow ends up like something happens because he becomes so psycho and has to like kill them or kill their friends. Then the next season goes he on. He has to? Yeah, it's or weird. He it's weird. To. He locks them up in like and he has boxes. To. He has an obsession with like so he grew up with um this antique bookkeeper guy, whatever, that was kind of abusive to him. And they have this like uh Sounds like you're like you're like standing up for him a little bit. You're like he That's what I'm saying. It's like a mind war. Like, it's a mind warp. You make up excuses. And like, he has no, to do it. Joe should not be <laughs> killing these women, but like in the movie you're like, Oh my gosh, what's he gonna do? He's gotta kill them. <laughs> so weird. Anyways, so this is played out three different times already. The last one was a little bit of a twist. If you haven't watched it, I don't want to ruin it for you. But um, the girl he is obsessed with also become is like turns out she's psycho oh, too. So, perfect, crazy yes, couple here. Yes. Okay. So she's the one that they say like is following her, and then they have a child together, which is like oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, so she. So in season seven, their child's gonna be part of this now. And uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so that's the gist of it. This reminds me of a tweet I saw this week that said, "Women be like, I have anxiety after their drink their fifth espresso and are are listening to a documentary about murders." <laughs> I know. I know. Why do you do this to yourself? It's my life. This is, these are sick shows, sick people. You guys but also, like, people. you listen to those crime junkie documentaries to become more aware and, like, realize, like, these are real dangers. Like, That's I need true. to protect my kids. I need to make sure that, like... That's true. You know? You can spot all the signs. Huh? Meanwhile, I'm living in, like, peaceful You're bliss over there over watching here. Harley Quinn and self-love. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next we have... Something called Your Place or Mine, Netflix, dropping Friday. In her latest, Reese Witherspoon needs a change of scenery. Stuck in a rut, her Californian single mom agrees to a house swap with one-night stand turned long-distance BFF Ashton Kutcher in the trailer for Netflix's Your Place or Mine. He lives a fast-paced life in an expensive New York apartment, enjoying casual relationships and finding emotional fulfillment with his bi-coastal friendship. She's resigned to a singledom. Her love life is a self-described old ghost town. After they find themselves in each other's homes in holiday-esque fashion, with Kutcher looking after the kid and Witherspoon free to paint the town in New York, their true feelings come to light. Will she choose the hottie at the bar? Will he recognize he's in love with his best friend before it's too late? Written and directed by Lean Broch McKenna. The mind behind 27 Dresses and The Devil Wears Prada. The film hits Netflix on February 10th, right in time for Valentine's Day. Okay, obviously, they're going to end up together. But I'm totally in. I'm sold. Yeah, 100%. And I'm glad the article brought up the holidays. is the first thing I thought of. It's like, oh, we live opposite lives. Let's do a house swap. And, I don't know, it's very, like, early 2000s Almost to me. like the holiday a little bit, right? House swap, like... That's what I just said. <laughs> 
I missed that. Okay, y'all, hey, y'all, y'all caught that. That's just listening. I get around here. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, no, totally. That's what I'm saying. It's like 100% like the holiday. And it's very like early 2000s. I mean, even the actors we got. We got Lisa Witherspoon, Ashton Kutcher. I kind of was just sold from the picture yeah. of those two. Well, what was the last thing Ashton's done? Like He did. I heard he made a guest appearance in that remake of that 70s show which is now called that 90s show i think gotcha. he, him and Milo kunis made like a brief appearance on there but other than that i feel like he's just been doing venture capital stuff and just showing up at basketball games and that's yeah it. yeah <laughs> and occasionally i'll see him on like instagram who's like testifying in court about random things i don't know he's like involved in a lot of like i don't know charity stuff i respect like, that Wait causes and then he's in the venture capital tech worlds so i don't know he he's, he's a cool guy cool guy so I like it. Um, all right. Last one. We have 10 Days a Good Man dropping on Netflix this Friday. A lawyer turned private investigator takes on a missing person case, propelling him on an unexpected and life-altering quest. The clip follows the journey of a determined man, Sadiq, who seeks to take revenge. From a conversation, we learn that he has been in prison for almost seven years, armed now with the case of a missing boy who we discover is being tortured. He begins to find out on his investigation that the line between good and bad can be very thin via the envoyweb.com. This is a foreign movie. I don't know from where. Sadiq sounds Middle Eastern. I'm not really sure. Oh, I was thinking it sounded Canadian. Oh, yeah. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) You know those Canadian names, eh? Um, And so, like, this, okay, this is not, like, a headline grabber. There's no one we know in it. Uh... It's, you know, the storyline's kind of vague. You got a lawyer who did some time in jail, but now he's a private investigator. Even but the title is like, yeah. Not... 10 Days a Good Man. Like, however, the trailer, when I watched it, it was like, whoa. Okay. Because to read subtitles, I'm going to have to, re- like, it has to be, like, really pull me in, right? Yeah. Because like, you can't look at your phone, you can't play a game, anything. So the trailer actually looked really good. Uh, very, like, gritty, kind of neo noir detective type show a little bit remind me a little bit like a drive a true detective kind of vibe i don't know we'll see how it is because it's obviously a lot of people i don't know but i think if you like kind of more violent gritty police thriller stuff then this is something worth checking out this week this would be a show that i'd be like okay it's your pick i'm doing you a favor yeah after i watch uh the new you season Mm -hmm. with you then you watch this with me and then we call it good sounds like a plan (laughs) and that's how you have a happy marriage folks (laughs) exactly that's how you do it so awesome well that's all for news and shows laura i don't know do you have anything else you want to shout out anything you're looking forward to this week or coming up i mean we do have valentine's we do have special someone's birthday coming up i was gonna say you said valentine's before birthday like you know that it comes before your birthday it does (laughs) but i mean if we're gonna like compare what's more important Celebrating love for the whole world and human race or your birthday? My birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I Tomorrow's Monday. I'm excited to hit the ground running. Yep. Yep. <laughs> excited for Monday. Um, look, I'm, Honestly, I'm really looking forward to the week after that. Possible we, we maybe do a little Disney trip action. We'll see. TBD. We'll keep y'all posted, but enjoy the week. 
Uh, let us know if you catch any of these shows, what you think, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Goodbye. We don't